0: Try harder. Um, it's just been an absolute privilege just to walk with Emma on this last eight years or so. And uh, it's, I, I love hearing the story. It never gets boring. So, uh, Emma, over
1: to you, Woo, Thank you. I, I, think, um... Sorry, I will. I'll make Can I put them
2: here? You it. Okay. right. I just want to say thank you everybody that came today. Especially, well, not especially, but I want to thank everybody, but people that don't normally come, like my mum and dad, Rob and Sam, and everything. And, um, anyway, this, my story started basically like eight, nine years ago. Um, I basically come from long history of drug abuse and I'd lost absolutely everything I had Um, and I just come out of prison and I was wanting to make a fresh start so I moved to Herne Bay and I didn't have any furniture Um, so I phoned some local churches and some different leaders came around and offered me some things and one of those particular leaders happened to be John Way and he offered me some furniture and bought, brought, me some bits and pieces from necessary furniture. Anyway, then John invited me to a meal. It was an alpha meal. Um, I didn't really know what much about it, but I thought, oh, when he explained what it was, I was like, oh, I don't know about going to a church, but I like eating. So we'll give it a go. So I went along to the alpha meal and there I met people like David and Eileen, um, Joe, Helen.
3: I don't know. I don't know if
2: you were there um, Leslie anyway and I thought what lovely people and um, so then um, John said about would you like to come to our Sunday service and I was thinking uh, I'm not really sure about me going to church but I felt as though I should maybe go just for the once just to sort of be grateful that's how I saw it I should ought to go so Um, I went along anyway, and it was nothing like what I thought it was like. I mean, the music was like like what you see here. It was like a band. I thought it would be like old, you know, um, what do you call it? Yeah, organs. And I thought it would be really boring. And it was really lively, and everybody was so happy and friendly. And it was just really nice, the atmosphere, really nice experience. And I really liked it. And I happened to make some really nice friends. So I kept going. Um and um I didn't think that I'd ever end up going to church you know a few years back I didn't think I'd ever end up going to church but I did anyway I kept seeing everybody at church sort of like praying to
4: Jesus and
2: God and sort of talking to him and then I heard people talking in tongues and I thought what is that you know um, and I didn't understand it, but I kept, there was times when I kept sort of saying, come on then, God, if you're really there, show me, just do something, prove to me that you really are there, and nothing happened. And I kept waiting, and nothing, nothing. And in the end, I, I just put it down to all these people being officially off their rockers. <laughs> um, so um, anyway, but I just carried on going because I really enjoyed it and um and then i ended up moving in with john next to john and joe um which was really lovely and i've lived there ever since um and i made more friends and i became more connected with you know people from the church and everything like that so um and then anyway i sort of gradually time had gone on and i'd had my little marley and um i began to struggle again with drugs and it got to the point where i'd had so many chances and um it was basically sort of like, you know, Marley or drugs. And I had come to the point where I had to go through care proceedings at court. And so I chose to do this um, thing called FDAC, which stands for Family Drug and Alcohol, Alcohol Court. So anyway, I did. I started doing that. And I was told at the time, you know, if you do it and you put everything you've got into it, it will be worth it. So I just plodded along doing it. And then anyway, so Marley went on a Thursday and then I went to see him on the Monday. This was my first contact. And so I went along and I was really nervous and I was thinking, oh, who's he with? You know, and these foster carers that he's with, are they going to be nice people? Are they going to love him? Are they going to look after him? I was so, so worried. And anyway, so I'd gone in and then I saw Rob. Rob came in with Marley and I was like, I know you. And I was thinking, you're familiar to me. And I know a lot of people say that when you see somebody you think you don't. Know, and a lot of people sort of say that as though to like break the ice, I think. But this really wasn't. I really knew. I knew him. So anyway, I had contact, went home. And then like all day I spent thinking, where do I know this man? Where do I know this? And I couldn't think. So the next day I carried on thinking, where do I know him And all of a sudden I was just sitting at home and all of a sudden, bang, it was like a bolt of lightning. It hit me. I thought, the beacon, and I thought it was here, and I worked it out to when it was. It wasn't that long after I'd started to come in, I think. Um, and I thought, straight away, I thought, yeah, I remember Rob, and he's got a wife, and he's got three children, and I think, oh, what lovely people, and then all of a sudden, I just, at that moment, I just, all my sort of anxiety and my stress, it was all sort of gone, because I thought, oh, was being well cared for. And it was that moment I just looked up and I just, that's you, isn't it? And it was that moment I knew then that God was there. I actually knew. And I felt like, you know, it was probably one of the most saddest, lowest, really sad time in my life. But that's when I really knew that God was there. And then after that, like something inside of me came. I don't know what I can't explain how, but after that things just kept getting better and better and I felt like I really had the strength inside of me to keep fighting and fighting and every day, everything I did, I just put everything into it, everything I had I put into it and eventually after nine months of being without Marley, or eight and a half, nine months of being without Marley I finally completed FDAC and I got Marley back and then I was told that I was the third person in Kent to have actually achieved it. But not many people do. And I was so proud of myself. And I sort of thought to myself, you know, I wouldn't have done this without my friends and my family that are here and Rob and Sam. But I definitely wouldn't have done it if I didn't have God there. So. <laughs> Hang on. I just got to check my notes. And then, so yeah, so that's my story, but it's like, to me, it's not just a story of this is what God, this is, like, to me, this is absolute miracle, because I've been abstinent from drugs for nine months now, and there's been times in the past, <laughs> I mean, there, have, there has been times in the past where I have been clean from drugs, but it's not been like this time, this time it's like it's for real, it's for good. I've, yeah, so I'm really, really happy. And I just want to finish off by, saying, am I going to well? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just really want to thank everybody that's been here behind me and supporting me for this whole time. And even people that I haven't really known that long. And, you know, everybody. I want to thank you all. My family. But most of all, who I really want to thank is Jesus. Because today I am so happy and I'm so proud to say that I'm giving my life to you because 2,000 y- years ago, you gave your life for me.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
0: my lectern's soaked. Brilliant. Oh, brilliant. Emma, we'd love to pray for you before you sit down. You can put your notes down if you want well. one. We, uh, we'd we'd love to pray for you. Anyone who wants to come and gather around, Emma, just briefly, just for a few minutes, let's, let's just pray for us. Two or three people. If you feel God has given you a, a word, we believe in prophecy as a church. Prophecy is simply God speaking to his people through his people. It's just something that Holy Spirit inspires in us. And, and, uh, God loves to speak to us. So, uh, the microphone's here if you want to pray out loud.
4: Thank you, Lord, that we can st- sit here today and we can hear your voice. We know that you spoke to Emma. Lord, and I just thank you for our shining witness. I pray that you'll protect her and watch over her. Lord, that you'll be with her and with Marley and her other son, James, and all her family. And I pray, Lord, your richest blessing on her, Lord, that she would go on to be a beacon to show everyone, Lord, what you can do, how you can change a person's life from going down, Lord, to going up, Lord, and I just pray that you will keep her today and bless her in Jesus' name. Amen.
6: Father God, I thank you that you don't do things in half measures. Lord, thank you that this new life that you have begun, um, you will bring it to completion. Lord, there is a road ahead that may be difficult at times, but Lord, you will walk with Emma, and we thank you and we praise you and we, we pray for Emma that she may ever keep her eyes on Jesus. Lord, that's that's the secret. It's not about following rules and regulations. It's about keeping your eyes on Jesus. And so, Lord, we pray that by your spirit that, that you will uh, bless her and equip her and make her a tremendous blessing to others, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.
5: see your past as a bad thing. And you might look back on your past with great sorrow in your heart that you went down that road. But I believe God would say to you, I'm going to turn that right round for good. All the darkness that you've experienced, Emma, in your life is going to be turned right round to bring light to others who are in darkness. God is going to use you, Emma, to be able to touch people's lives in a way that many people wouldn't be able to touch because they've not gone down the road you've gone down. Because of the deep pain that you've experienced, Emma, you will be able to walk alongside those who are going along the journey you once took. But it won't be the arm of comfort that the world gives Emma it will be God's love through you to them It won't be the world's answer that says i know how to help you but it will be you Emma showing the life of Jesus that will set the captives free And Emma when you go through times of temptation When you go through those down times, look up. Look up, because God says, I'm not finished with you yet. And even when you fall, Emma, God would say to you, don't worry, don't be condemned, I've not finished with you yet. I will pick you up, I will dust you down, and I will put you back on the road that I have for you. Because God Emma has a great ministry for you to reach many people to see the captive
3: set and, um,
1: yeah, God
4: made a brilliant package when he made you, Emma. And um, I just want to encourage you that already you're making a difference in people's lives. You might not know that, but I do. And um, the transformation that we've seen has just been absolutely amazing. And um, I think you're amazing. And um, yeah, God just wants to bless you and he's going to keep on blessing you and using you and changing you more and more like him.
0: Thank you guys. If you've got any other words, any other prayers for, uh, Emma, just grab her afterwards. Feel free to keep sharing. Thanks Emma, well done mate. We've got it on video, you can watch it again. Now then. Hello. Louise. Louise, come up in mate. Do you need the... that's on you.
7: I don't really know how I'm going to follow that, Emma, that was so lovely, I'm a, I'm a bit of a mess really, but um, <laughs> I'll, um, I'll do my best. Um, when I was a young teenager, I sometimes spoke to God and I felt God speak back to me. I was confirmed and I went to my local parish church, but I didn't find much of God there and it didn't inspire me, so as I grew older, I stopped going. Then, five years ago, a couple of events led to what I would describe as a spiritual awakening and I began to experience guidance and intuition and a sense of being in touch with something again. Um, It didn't cross my mind that it could be God. I think I'd forgotten what it felt like to speak to him. And anyway, I hadn't ever seen or experienced anything like this in church, so I concluded that whatever wonderful loving force I felt connected to It was something other than God and had nothing to do with religion. This time a year ago, our family was living in Sheffield, but arranging to move back to Kent. Um, Two weeks before we left, I was with a family we knew who were Christians and had established their own church there. And for the first time since meeting them, we had a conversation about their faith. Um, I told them all the things I didn't understand and didn't like about Christianity, And without any defensiveness or apparent wish to change my mind, they listened and suggested that perhaps I could go home and speak to Jesus, let him know that the door was open, and just see if anything happened. So I did. My invitation to Jesus was genuine, but I do remember having a sudden thought. Imagine if Jesus is there. That would have to shake things up. And I remember secretly hoping that I didn't hear anything. (laughs) we moved back to kent last august and life was good i recall having a passing thought that i hadn't heard anything from jesus but that was okay i felt like i was on my own spiritual path and doing fine our son callum on the other hand had told me he was a christian whilst we were in sheffield so i'd been taking him to the local c of e church there and i felt bad for not finding him a church since we moved back here i chatted to beverly about this who i knew from home ed groups last november and she invited us to Family Zone. We couldn't make the December one, but eventually came at the beginning of March. Despite having no interest in pursuing Christianity for myself, I was interested to do the Christianity Unwrapped course, and soon enjoyed reading the Bible. What I had once believed to be little more than a bunch of fairy stories suddenly came alive as I learned about the context and history of the books and the accounts and testimonies contained there. I began to believe what I read and I could feel a shift as long held confusions and misunderstandings about sin, for example, seemed to suddenly and miraculously become resolved. I'd always felt like a generally good person who tried to do the right thing, but I was shown the darker parts of my soul as the Holy Spirit worked to convict me of my sin and show me why I needed Jesus. A battle began inside me. I didn't want to be a Christian but as each week went by, revelations came that cleared away my doubts. For example, I remember in a sermon one Sunday, Steve spoke about pantheistic spirituality and how lacking in accountability it is. I knew he was wrong and planned to tell him all the reasons why when I had the chance, but I never had that chance because before I knew it, in no time at all, it was revealed to me exactly why he was right. Now, I've studied a fair bit of psychology, and I know that this isn't how the human brain works. We're tribal, we're wired to cling to our beliefs, even in the face of conflicting evidence, not just throw them all away. And yet all my ideas and beliefs were falling apart, giving way to something else. I knew something amazing was happening, but I felt tormented and confused. So Bev and Steve offered to pray with me after Christianity unwrapped one week. And when I woke up the next day, following a fabulous night's sleep, I could feel that the battle had been miraculously won. (laughs) God told me that coming home had never been simply about moving from Sheffield back to Kent. It was also about coming home to him, this time through Jesus. Never had I felt less like I needed God in my life than the exact moment he turned up. And yet, in only eight weeks or so, I went from feeling sure that Christianity wasn't for me to embracing it. And if there had been any remaining doubts, God showed himself to my husband and sons too, making it very clear that his plans are for all of us and that his timing is perfect. Becoming a Christian doesn't mean that I have all the answers. What I do have, though, is peace about what I don't know and faith that as I start walking on this journey, I'll be given what knowledge I need when I need it. I'm getting baptized because that is what the Bible tells us to do. Anyone who knows me well, my parents are here, will know that unquestioning obedience is not usually my response to a command. <laughs> and I think this in itself is evidence of the divine force at work in me. <laughs> I'm learning a lot about surrender and the freedom that brings. This began simply by inviting Jesus, if he was there, to come and make himself known to me. Any one of us can do that. We don't even have to let anyone know we've done it. I didn't. As I look back over my life, though, I can see that how God has been lovingly pursuing me for as long as I can remember even during the time that I was actively rejecting him. Knowing that is a deeply humbling feeling. I could spend hours giving you examples of how, but I've only got five minutes and I've probably gone over that. Um, God has challenged me to be bold and has told me I have work to do. His call has been so clear and so loving that the only response is to go, knowing that the details will be revealed along the way. And I'm really excited to see what he has
0: in store. Wow, that's amazing. he that a more tissue, A <laughs> tissue lady. Thank you. Brilliant. That's, oh, wow, what a story. Thank you so much. Ooh, that's two out of two. and made me cry. Ollie, you've got to go for the hat trick. All right. Be fine. Can we pray for Louise? It's all on him. No pressure. Let's pray for Louise. I love to gather around and Just uh, anybody who wants to come out and join us, feel free. If you feel prompted to or don't, please do just come and gather. Do you want to stand over there a bit?
1: There's a bit of space behind you as well, hmm. And
3: the picture was I wrote it down it's a flower. And the flower was almost like the 60s. It was really colourful. Every petal was a different colour. And then the colours changed to countries' flags. So every petal became a flag of a country. And I thought the Lord said that you would be a voice to many nations. I don't know how that works out. I don't know, but then it's not for me to know. It's for you to know. So it's a flower and it's very brightly coloured, like in the 60s when they were all blobby colours, you know, very bright. But then they became flags for all different countries, and I think God will use you to a nation.
0: Lord, we thank you so much for Louise and for her honesty, Lord. And we're excited for the future. She feels she's called to, she's got a job to do, as like she said. And you have plans for each of us. To hear what Bob might be intimating, to hear where, where where you might be leading Louise is exciting, even if we don't know the full details yet, Lord. We're just thrilled for our new sister in Christ, and just I just pray your protection over her. Lord, I ask uh, that you just uh, help keep her mind clear and to know your voice amongst all the other voices on this in this planet, in this life. There are so many other voices, both spiritual and physical, that can just overwhelm us and drown out the voice of our Father. Lord, help her to hear your voice well. Help her to know where you're guarding her. Help her. You say your your word is a lamp to a lamp to the path, a light to our feet. And just knowing the next step. And I pray that as you speak to her through your word and through uh, through the prophetic gift that she'll just know where you're leading her on each step of this amazing journey you've got before her now. Lord, I just thank you so much for her. But just to keep, her, keep her protected and help her to discern your voice amongst all the others. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you, Lord.
1: Thank you.
6: You do not leave us alone, but you give us your Holy Spirit to help us, to strengthen us, to make Jesus more real to us. And Lord, you've promised to give us power from on high, Lord, to be your witnesses. So, Lord, we pray now for your Holy Spirit to come upon Louise in power, Lord, that she might be an effective witness for you, that she might glorify you way beyond her own ability. Lord, thank you that you don't look for clever people, you don't look for people with great ability, uh, Lord, just people with great faith. And Lord, through them, Lord, you can accomplish wonderful things. So fill her now with your Holy Spirit, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.
4: Lord, thank you for all that she is and for her openness and willingness to follow you, Lord, faithfully, Lord. And Louise, I just, I've just i got a word for you that is ambassador, and I really feel that God wants you to be an ambassador for Him, that you are going to be an ambassador for Him. And that word is so strong, and that is definitely from God for you for this morning. Mm. Um, Louise, those of us that know you and know your family know that um, there is a gift of the prophetic over all of you and um, I just want to remind you of this and it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh your sons and your daughters shall prophesy your old men shall dream dreams I don't know if that's Ollie but you know Uh, and your young men shall see visions even the male and female servants in those days I will pour out my spirit and uh, I just want to encourage you that it is male and female. It is you and Ollie in this together as a team. It's not Ollie. It's not you. It's you both together. And um, and I think your kids as well are in this with you and the prophetic. So can I just... Father, I just thank you for Louise. I thank you that um, you have poured out your spirit on this whole family, Lord, that you have led them to a close relationship with you. And I just pray for an increase of your spirit in Louise, I just pray for you to pour out more and more of your Holy Spirit. I pray, Lord, that you would open her ears and her eyes and her mind and her heart to what you want to say to others, that she would be your ambassador. Um, by speaking what you want to say to people, that you would give her words of wisdom and knowledge that would back up the prophetic gift that she has. And so I just pray that you would continue to fill her Amen. Amen. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> bueno,
0: Louise. You're a star. That was amazing. Don't forget your iPad. Ollie! Come on down.
8: all in his head, apparently. How long have we got? <laughs> yeah, Good. <laughs> next next, jesus um yeah i'm not quite sure i'm going to follow those two um yeah so my background in terms of knowing jesus i've always thought of myself as not really coming from a religious family we didn't go to church um that's what i thought really actually but looking back i remember my summers um on broadstairs beach viking bay um probably the age of six spent the summer holidays there and there was um the u b m the United Beach missions, I remember them very clearly as a childhood memory of long summers on the beach, playing games, learning about Jesus, and all these lessons and things and so from the age of six through I guess about ten, you know that was where I learned about Jesus and then when I was older, I did start going to church um in Cliftonville, and again, you know learning about Jesus, learning about the teachings of Jesus, but never really taking that that step you know, believing that it's a real thing. And that's definitely a much more recent revelation to me. Um so as Louise said, we moved back from Sheffield, moved to Minster last year. Um and I first came along to the Beacon Centre in um it was Easter Sunday. And I remember just sitting there crying. <laughs> Don't know why. <laughs> well, didn't at the time know why. Um I thought this is very strange. And started becoming a bit intrigued I suppose you know what these lessons these things that I've heard about before what what really is that what's the truth behind it and um, so again like Louise I did the Christianity Unwrapped course and started learning more about Jesus learning more about his teachings learning more about the evidence and that really was one of the things for me I've always been quite scientific at school science was always my subject did science a levels and got a degree in science again so that sort of fact thing was was really the thing that was holding me back. And I remember going along to Christianity Unwrapped, um, where we were looking at creation. You know, the the fundamental thing. And obviously, in my head, I'm thinking, well, I know about the Big Bang. That's what you're taught, and how the Big Bang works, and all the, the mechanics of how things happened. But there's no explanation in that as to why. As to why the universe is here. Why, when you walk down the street, your feet are touching something. Why... The flowers grow while the birds fly. All the, why are we here? What you know, there was no that fundamental question that for my entire life I just accepted. Yes, we're here. That happened fine, but for no reason. And that was really sort of sticking in my head a bit as a as a problem. I needed to understand this. And obviously, as I say, I learned about Jesus, learned about the teachings, learned about you know the resurrection, and again didn't really question it too much. Just thought it's an ugly story. You can't really argue with what Jesus said, it was all wise stuff, but the idea that a man could be put on the cross to die, and the things he went through, it wasn't just dying, it was, you know, pretty awful stuff, and then to be taken down, to be buried, and on the third day to rise again, and to be seen by people, be witnessed by people, and you know, not a ghost, not some sort of dream, he was there, they touched him, they felt him, they spoke to him, he revealed himself to all these people. It wasn't like one person in secret and they had to go and tell everyone else. All of a sudden this this, this problem, how could a man be killed and be dead (laughs) and then rise again? That was a real fundamental thing. And the only way that's possible is if there's God, if there is a God to do that, to work miracles. And so then it came came down to that. Came down to miracles. It came down to things happening. And and we've heard Emma's story, but Emma, that's like a a neon sign. (laughs) Look at what I can do. Look, you know what God can do to people. What the way God can turn things around. And and as someone touched on earlier, you know, my children say things to me sometimes, and I think, what? Where did that even come from? Who's who's saying this? It's their minds are just open they're more than happy to accept. I was sitting with Charlie after singing earlier, after praying with him, and he turned around, and looked at me, and he said, your hair's on fire. Now, <laughs> I'm thinking, okay, at first I thought, "What? okay, my hair's on fire, all right. And then I was thinking, okay, what What are you seeing that I'm not? What's going on here? There's these, these things he keeps seeing and saying. And... A couple of days ago, you know, just a, I could list lots of things that have happened that when you put them all together, you think, this is pointing to God, this is pointing to Jesus. Two days ago, I was, I don't know what I'd done, bent over to pick up one of the boys or pick something up off the floor that they'd dropped, whatever it was, and my back went. I thought, oh, trapped a nerve. And I thought, this is, this is quite painful. I've had it before, and I've gone to bed, and the next morning I couldn't get out of bed. That's what's happened in the past. Now, on Friday... I thought, well, that's a bit of a problem. It was Friday evening. I went to bed, woke up the next morning, and it was really hurting, shooting pains down my leg. And whenever I've had this before, it's always gone on to excruciating pain where I can't get up. And I thought, well, I need to pray for this. If ever there's something to pray for, I've got, I've got to be baptized tomorrow in the sea. I can't be doing that with a, with a dodgy back. So I prayed that it wouldn't get any worse, Lord. Just keep, keep the pain as it is. Don't let it get worse. And Louise, hello, Marley. And Louise, um, she prayed for me as well yesterday. Um, that, you know, that it would, it would be okay. And I, Steve texted me yesterday about something else that I forgot about actually, but that's another thing. Um, I said to him, look, Steve, could you, could you pray, pray for my back? And he said he would. And then last night I remembered what Steve said enough. He, he was praying, um, for the elections coming up in Kenya and saying, don't just pray. We were praying about the bloodshed that happened last time, 10 years ago. And with the elections coming up this time, let's just not have any more bloodshed. But what Steve said wasn't, let's not have any more bloodshed. Let's not have less. He said, let's pray for none. Pray for none. And that that was in my head thinking, okay, well, I I can put up with the pain I've got now. And I've been praying for it not to get any worse. And I thought, no, I'm going to pray for no pain. I want to wake up tomorrow and not feel any pain. And I woke up this morning... Got out of bed, went down, started making the coffee like I do every morning. I was thinking, hang on a minute. It's gone, the pain. I mean, it's a bit stiff, but there is no pain. There's nothing. I mean, that, that it's, <laughs> every time it surprises me, every time these things that keep happening that I think, how on earth is that possible? <laughs> but it's possible because of the Lord. He, he's It's the only way it's possible. All these things are only possible for him. The only way. Jesus could have risen again is through him. And that, all those signs, Emma, you know, the signs that I've seen with the boys, the things that have happened to the family, all those things all point to one thing. And that's Jesus. And that's why I'm here and that's why I'm getting baptised.
0: It's amazing. Well done, man. There's so much more to the story about when the evening that um, Ollie gave his life. To Christ, and the privilege of me, me and Agent to be there that night. But just seeing this guy very, very quickly go from what is this slightly inquisitive to saying out loud, Jesus is Lord is just, it's, it's so thrilling just to be alongside you every step of the way. And we want to pray for you now. Anybody want to join me? I can't wait to pray for this man. And I can't wait to see what God's going to do in him over the next few years. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, well done. Lord, thank you so much for Ollie. Thank you so much for his willingness to stand up and say something that maybe a few months ago he'd have thought would be ridiculous. He now stands here and says, Jesus is my King. And we're just so grateful for that, Lord. Just will you bless him richly. And uh, and just, yeah, just Ollie, just what I, I've been praying for you just early, I just feel really strongly that um, God wants to remind you about the power of his word. And. Uh, it even says his word doesn't return to him void. It doesn't just bounce around. It, it comes back with results, with fruit. Speaking his word out, but reading his word as well. And I, just, I believe God wants to encourage you just to get really deep into his word, into scripture, into the Bible, into what it really means. Understanding the big story of it, but all the little stories in between and how they fit into it, but also the theology, the doctrine of What actually happened on the cross? What happened in the resurrection? What happened at creation? What happened when he made humanity? All these kind of deeper things, just deeper secrets. I believe God's saying to you, you're at the front of a gold mine and you can look overwhelmed by it, but he just says, start digging. Start digging, you'll be a rich, rich man. I just feel he just really wants you just to get deep into his word. That's the one thing he's, it's something he asks for all of us but particularly for you in that particular area to get stuck into his word and perhaps more so than others that there'll be a gifting there to know how to mine it but also how to polish up the gold that you find and fashion it into something beautiful for others to enjoy the beauty of as well to pass on to others so lord i just pray for you right now that you just help him just to his inquisitive mind will just start mining deep into these uh these strains of gold that you've got in the rock there. And, and I just pray you're just helping to do that, to know how to, just to, how to read the word and to learn that, but also how to put it into practice, to apply it. It's not just information, but it's a transformation. But also that he knows how to pass it on to others as well. I believe that's a gifting you're going to put on him and in him, if not already. But just pray you help him along the way, Holy Spirit. Just give him the ability to, to step into this new, this new journey with you. Thank you so much. It's been just a thrill to be alongside him with each, each step so far. Thank you, Lord.
9: It's strange that Steve should use the, the word digging, and I was wondering whether I should give this picture. It seemed a little bit strange. Um, but it was a picture of you in the garden with a fork, and you was and he was picking out all the worms. You was picking out all the worms in the dirt, and um, I do this, and my chickens come along, and they take the worms away, but you were so interested in the worms because they they had come to your attention of one of the amazing things or creatures that God has created but their work is unseen virtually and uh, I believe well I'm going to say to you, God wants you to dig into his word as Steve has said and see the amazing things there, you're going to be so amazed as you it's not just reading the Bible. You're digging into the foundations of God. And those things which you can't see now, you will see, but you'll sort of pull them, stretch them out, look at them. And you are gonna say, that's so amazing. I hadn't noticed that. So Father, I pray for Ollie. We've sensed already, Father, a love for your word and for Looking at it scientifically, or looking at the evidence, what's there? Um, make it special to him himself, but help him to develop that, in which he can pass on to others as well. To find the truth which sets man
1: free. Ollie, he's so so pleased that you and your family have come to know him, and that you've got a good mind. This is good, but he wants you to rest in the revelations that he's going to give you, that you can go as you walk with him, he will take you, and he will reveal the things you need to know as you go along. And uh, I think I just felt when our sister here said about the flags, something was in my heart, already in mind, saying perhaps God's got something, a great thing for you and your family to do, perhaps not in this country, perhaps abroad sometime in the future, although we want you here with us because we need young families come to this church Father God But we just just thank you for all in his family Lord and we pray for today that you will just bless him and encourage him as he walks with you, as he talks with you that your spirit will reveal more and more of himself to him, that he will grow in his faith and that he will be a great man of God Amen Just um, following up on David's word that um, thing about the worms, um, what worms do is to enrich soil, um, and I, mean, I, I really feel that that is your there's certainly for something for you is that you're, you're going to be an enricher, an encourager. Um, you're going to be there to encourage people. Um, David spoke just uh, also touching it, opening doors, opening doors to to uh, to bring Jesus into people's lives. Well. Lord, I just want to pray. I just want to thank you for this man, um, for his already encouraging way, his his enthusiasm, and the the way that he it just yeah it just he attract. He would, it will. He feels like he will attract people. Um, and I just pray, Lord, that you would um, just bless the family because it's. It, I I, I agree also that the the, um, the it's for the whole family that they are. They're going to be a light to you, uh, to your path. I pray that you would pull pull every blessing onto Ollie and Lou and the children. Um. The Bible says, Let your
3: gentleness be evident to everyone. And I I feel that that is you, that your gentleness is evident. But Ollie, I don't know you, but I saw you doing sign language. You're doing sign language to, to vulnerable people, to people who don't understand things. And I, do, I don't know if you do that or not, but it might be symbolic. I feel the Lord's putting in your hands tools to, to talk to other people who maybe uh, have disabilities in areas, but you'll be able to, because your gentleness will be evident to everyone, and you'll be able to tell them about Jesus in your own gentle
1: way. Just a quick word that um, God put in my heart is that for you never be discouraged with um, obstacles and difficulties in your journey. Always remember that um, God is with you and great things He's already saying to you that's touching people's life and comes from Him, comes from heaven above and then he continue doing great things for your life. In Jesus' name.
4: Yeah, I feel like I've got a verse for you as well, Ollie. Um Proverbs 9, verse 9. Give instruction to a wise man, and he will be still wiser. Teach a righteous man, and he will increase in learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. I just kind of see God using you, um, as we've said, to gain instruction from his word, to gain um, an increase in your learning from surrounding yourself with godly men that will um, support you, encourage you, raise you up, um, and just take you further and further on your journey. And that I didn't know you studied science, Um, but um, you are clever. And you are, you've got wisdom as well. Being clever and intelligent and being wise are very, very different things. And, um, I just think that God's kind of paired them together in you. Yeah.
0: Amazing. Thank you, Ollie. Well done, mate. Thank you very much. Should we give all three of them a big round of applause again? And in an hour or so's time, we're going to go down the beach. We're just going to finish with one song that we're going to break for refreshments. Uh, and then uh, if perhaps if during this song, if any parents here could come and sign your children back out of Sunday Club that will really bless the, uh, the kids' workers out there. But shall we stand? Shall we sing one more song? Sing the greatest day in history.